Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show, which is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters, who we call the Super Ranters. For more information how you can become a Super Ranter and listen to the Sun Ranto Show early and ad-free, join our Patreon campaign and support us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today, and you'll never have to hear me ask you again. Here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Boutros Golly Sunrento Michael Sunrento Hey, did you see I lip synced you? Hi, welcome I, to the Sun Ranto Show. That was very weird. I would prefer you don't do that again. <laughs> I, I am professional Michael Cotton lip syncer and drag queen Danny Rocket. <laughs> and I am here to talk about the Chicago Cubs for some reason at the end of this quite disappointing, dismal season that had a hell of a great week this week. Uh, uh, it, it did go well. Didn't feel like it, but it went well. Um, but hi, I'm Danny Rocket. That's Michael Cotton, and um, I'm tired. I'm I'm exhausted. Uh, Bleacher Bum Band played Saturday night. Uh, we did a beer festival called Hop Stop out in Riverside. Oh yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a blast. I drank cool. beer out of a tiny glass that they give you. They give you a lot of tiny little taster glass, so you could only get so drunk at a time, which is good because <laughs> I had to play. So I kept it to a dull roar. And we went up there, um, but it was fun. We had a good gig, uh, lots of fun people around. I don't know. Other bands were good. There was a French horn quartet, which that was a rock and roll first for me, getting opened up for <laughs> by a, a French horn quartet. And uh, today I went and I tried to get uh, the pictures of this uploaded so I could show everybody. But Johnny Onomatopoeia, our Nationals fan friend, one of my best friends for decades, was in town uh, for a wedding of his cousin, and his mom came. She was just on the podcast, what, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was her podcast debut, I believe. Probably. But, probably, I would guess. <laughs> well, she was in town. I got to see her. I haven't seen Marita for years, and it was just wonderful to see her. They're Sox fans. So we all went down to the Sox game. And um, I will tell you this. The old man in the upper deck that's serving the Buena beef, he's laying it on thick. If you like beef sandwiches, I suggest going to a White Sox game. I mean, I don't know how many home games they have left, 
But if they do have any, go see that old man and order yourself a buena beef because he will give you a pound of beef out of bread. <laughs> it's incredible because I wasn't going to get that. And then Johnny got it, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, oh, my God, that man's just – he gave you an entire bucket of beef on a, on a French roll. I'm yeah, like, he, oh. he, that, that old dude sitting there, he's just like, yeah, we're getting rid of this at the end of the season. So I'm yeah, just he's gonna- like, they told me just like, you know, the expiration date is literally tomorrow. So put it, there you <laughs> go. Um, so, and so you went to a wedding, speaking of Yeah, wedding, I actually. So tired too. I also had a wedding last night, drank too much and got very tired. And then uh, today actually spent, the day walking around my neighborhood, my neighborhood is freaking awesome. Uh, every year they do the punch. The, the, I can't speak. The front porch. <laughs> talking. Yeah, the front porch music festival. Oh, and so you just walk around the neighborhood, and people are out on their front porches playing music, and or they have their friends, you know, who, you know, they they just invite their friends over and they play and. And they actually have like an interactive map so you can find it and find well, where so you, you want to like go. At what who's going to play and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can see who's going to play and, and bleach your bump like band that. next year, your porch. Book it. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, it would be. be good. We'll just plug into like, just run some extension cords from the house. Upgrade your electricity. My friend, we're coming. We're coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was cool. And my neighbor's kid, played last year eli actually played at a couple of different places just walked around with this trumpet and just jumped in the jammed with people yeah That's and cute. uh yeah this year he didn't do that this year was a little more um last year was a little looser this year there was actually i don't know a few different uh, there was a really cool like irish uh group that was playing together and uh, i i saw two women playing harps Full-on, big-ass harps. I didn't wow. even, I didn't know people still use those. And, Play, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, what are you, medieval? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Shit's outdated, lady. Get out of here. What are you doing with that freaking giant harp? Who do you think yeah. you are? So, um, so, yeah. So, now I'm wiped out. I'm like you. I'm just, I'm just uh, a little burnout on the weekend. Well, being at the Sox game was kind of fun. I haven't been at the Sox game since last year's uh, playoff game when they lost to the Astros. And that was the last game of their season last year. And, uh, you know, I heard them talking smack about Cubs fans and stuff in the in the bathroom, like making fun of troughs and like gay jokes or making gay jokes about Cub fans. I'm like, what is it, 1980? Like, what is wrong with you? So anyway, they couldn't get the Cubs off their lips. So I was just like, you know, I wasn't coming in here to, to root for or against you. I was just coming in here cause there was a ticket and now I'm against you. And I, and I always kind of was, but now I just am. So today, like being in there and hearing them boo Javi, which I was like, dude, just keep, keep shoving it up their ass. It's kind of cause yesterday he did. And the socks got swept. They got swept basically out of contention by lost- Detroit. Well, not by the, a good team. Well, and by Cleveland, frankly, they were already swept out of contention by the when Cleveland swept them earlier in the week. But technically, so, Cleveland is better than the Sox. Like they didn't have any excuse to lose to Detroit. 
Yeah, but you know, but you don't know they didn't. But you know what it, what I mean? It's like everybody ordained them as like the team that was going to just waltz into the playoffs this year. Just they've got and they got bit by a lot of injuries this year, but like I do not feel bad for them. I just don't because, you know, the the Tony Larusa hire was one of the dumbest shits I've ever seen in my freaking life. And yep. so I don't care. And you know, you don't play. They do not play. And I know this is going to make me sound like an old man. They do not play fundamentally good baseball. It's right. I, I've I've heard that a number of times over the season when I've checked in on them and stuff. But yeah, they're they're just not good in the field. Really. Yeah. Like they just they're, they're clowns. Just it's yeah. a, it's and they don't fire out cylinders. And like Tony Tony Larusa, just like you know the the. The hunch lineups that he has, or I'm sticking with that guy, you know, even though he's batting one fifty. Like, dude, like, because <laughs> he's due. Yeah, he's due. <laughs> he's, he's like, I, I just got a feeling in my in my left kneecap. He's, he's like, dude, no, that's what happens when it rains. Oh yeah, I always get those right. Up. And then, and then three days later, he has to actually go to the hospital and retire <laughs> from the position. Actually, it's water on the <laughs> knee, sir. Uh, so, um, this show. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by our 108 Patreon supporters. That is a very lucky number, by the way, but it, I, I would rather get a luckier number, if you know what I mean, if you're not already a Patreon supporter. Please I'd support rather it. have uh, 1908 uh, Patreon supporters. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be something. I'd retire. <laughs> and I wouldn't even do the show anymore. Oh, wait, that's not how this works. Um, so uh, hashtag chance in the chat. If you would like to win a Frank chance postcard sent to you by me, those are ordered by the way, the Frank chance postcards are coming in. I um, it's, it's all in the works here, but although it seems like there's a shipping delay, so we'll be getting those out. So if you won a Frank it's, chance postcard and you're waiting for it, it's going to be backed up in China. Later. They must be, yeah. They're backed up. They're they're, they're on a, a ship dr- in the Pacific. They're drawing a Frank Chance just for me. <laughs> um, so we didn't really talk. We had uh, we did the the Twitter Spaces last time, which I love doing those. I think we continue the continue those. People have told me they love them, so we're going to continue doing those as like I guess our midweek show. That sounds like a good idea. If when we can do them, we we'll do them. So we didn't really talk about the Marlins series, but we did win it. Uh, we lost. The first game we got outscored, but we we lost the first game ten to three, and then we had a couple come from behind wins two to one and four to two. We don't have to talk too much about this, but um, yeah, the Marlins not a good team, and why do they even have a team? Nobody went to these games. Nobody. Yeah, they're announcing like what? what I don't even know what they're announcing. Like six thousand seven thousand eight thousand there might be two thousand people in the place like oh my this god is, this is like montreal at its worst they don't deserve a team like there's plenty of, dude they if they were if they had a team in puerto rico it'd be sold out yeah every night oh well maybe might also be blacked out because hurricanes hit the place and yeah. they have no well no that power. never happens in miami <laughs> well they have power though I mean, there was even a Golden Girls episode about this, um, <laughs> which is how Danny run, like learns everything. Is yeah. well the very special Golden Girls episode. Yeah, yeah. you'll find me at the interse- intersection of Golden Girls and baseball. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but it's just pathetic. Like you know what what they've got, what they're throwing out there. But they do have some nice young arms in that organization. Um, 
as far as uh, this goes, uh, Miley had a really bad start. Uh, I, you know, it. He always looks like he's on a rehab assignment. <laughs> like he's working. Well, on he something. is now. He is, yeah. Well, he is now because he goes out there, has a really bad start against the Marlins, and then uh, the other night he tried to throw to second base, and I guess we're we're never gonna see him again. <laughs> right. It's like an oblique. He's done. Like he'll never come back. Like maybe ever. Oh yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it's the end of this year. The Cubs aren't going to bring him back, and. Why? I mean, he might want to keep trying, but if this year was any indication, he shouldn't because he can't stay out there. He's good when he's out there. Like he was generally pretty good when he threw like five or six innings, but he also, that happened two or three times and then he was out again. Like he just, yeah, he, he's, I don't think his body is going to hold up to another season. No, uh, we, Even uh, Johnny, Johnny and I were talking today in the stands about uh, he's a Nationals fan. If you guys don't know who Johnny is and talking about Steven Strasburg about like, oh, yeah. how he is. He's like comes on, throws like a no hitter for like 40 innings in a row. And then he's out for six years and then he comes back and he threw and nobody can hit him. He's the most amazing pitcher ever. And then he, you never see him again. You know, it's just like I. Honestly, I can't remember the last time I I thought about Strasburg, but yeah, he was the he was the poster child for counting innings and doing all that stuff. And they, uh, you know, a lot of people think that they could have won the World Series that year if they had just used the kid. And uh, you know, way back when, when they the year we beat know, him, yeah, yeah, and then they they pulled him, and so he didn't play in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, it was a mess way back then. And yeah, he's just been on and off the IL. It seems like his whole career. He made a lot of money for being on and off the IL that long. Yeah, exactly. Not too bad for just going around being an injured guy. Most people like that are just on disability. So (laughs) Uh, I laugh. But the other guy who had two starts this week was Adrian Sampson, who continues, who continues to astound the baseball world with <laughs> what is going on. Like he was good today. He was good uh, against the Marlins. And I mean, that was the game. Uh, he, he gave, gave up eight hits against the Marlins, um, but only one run. Yeah. You know, and then I mean, if uh, you spread those hits out or they're all singles. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I don't know. What What do you take away from this Marlins series? I, I mean, not much. Uh, uh well, back getting getting his it, work. I mean, it's not been going well. I I got a question for you about Alzali. They've been using him out of the pen. Why? He's been a starter think, this whole time. I think possibly. I I don't know. Um, I my thought on him coming out of the pen is just that he isn't built up to go deep at all. And so they're just trying him out as, as a swing man, just do the, you know, and and be the long reliever, be the bullpen thing because they, they could try and give him starts, but they're not going to be able to let him go more than two or three innings regardless. So 
they've got other guys. I mean, they got guys like Samson who are doing things that, you know, maybe they want right. to see that, you know, so, so if I, I think five, it's just yeah. more of a, you haven't been here all year. Let's just play you out of the pen. You're going to be, we're going to try and get you actual innings, but we can also pull you after one inning if we want type of a thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I think they're that just playing sense. it slow and you just think about the preparation them. it takes for a starter and that kind of how that's different. And when you have more of a mindset of getting through a game now, even if they're not going to build him up to those amount of pitches. So I do understand it from that standpoint, but if you're just, I mean, I just, I, it just kind of – it didn't surprise me. I was just kind of like – because they're using all the guys that way. Like, oh, now he's starting. Now he's relieving. Yeah. And I don't think Alzali ever solidified himself in this rotation. He was somebody that we hoped would. But it hasn't happened really yet. And so let's see what's going to happen out of the pen. But I just wonder what their kind of plan for him is because I don't know what it takes to, to be a starter as opposed to uh, come in later in the game. But I would imagine if you know you only have to pitch – less pitches you're going to empty the tank a little bit differently right yeah that's what i would assume but i don't know i i I mean it's obviously it's a bigger i would think it would be harder to be a starter because you just don't know when you're playing versus uh you know being a starter but when you're a starter it's like you you kind of know you're going to be in there you spend the whole day getting ready for that shit you know so I'm I'm really not sure which is easier. And, and you have more of like a game plan because like as a reliever, you don't even know who you're going to face, like when you're going to yeah. be in there, you know, you don't even know if you're going to pitch that day. And I don't think that's true right now. I think everybody kind of does know when they're going to pitch like that's because what it, they're going two or three innings. They're just like, yeah, we're going to get you in there today. Like you're scheduled for three innings today, regardless. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And, uh, I mean, somebody said in the chat, a uh, Facebook user, I don't know who you are, but that's okay. Um, but uh, somebody said he's be- he's uh, better as a reliever. I, I don't know that the- – I think we've mostly seen him as a starter. This year he's only relieved and he's got a – it hasn't gone well at all. I mean, he's got a 643 ERA in the three games and the seven innings he's pitched. And so, I mean, but maybe overall I'm, like, looking at his – well, I uh, remember him coming in and doing some piggyback games, uh, twenty twenty or, yeah, I guess twenty twenty, maybe yeah, twenty twenty one, yeah. and he was scheduled to come in in like the second or third, and I remember him doing fairly well. Yeah, it's totally, and it is true overall. Uh, as a starter, he's five nineteen ERA in a hundred and thirty innings pitched versus a two seventy two ERA, which is half. And uh, that's in 36 innings pitched. I just wonder if that's how they plan on using him. It hasn't gone well this year so far, but. um, Oh, and that, that person that's saying that it's Matt Cameron. Hi, Matt. Yeah, saw, hey. saw Matt last weekend. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just wonder if that's the plan for him. Cause I thought they were going to try to make him a starter. And, and I think they still would like to, but I don't know. We've been seeing these things, uh, you know, this upcoming series we're going to have, um, you know, the the Keegan Thompson probably do his, you know, piggyback like he did the last time, you know. And I'm wondering if maybe they're looking into that with some of these guys like Thompson, like uh, Alzali, you know, and they go into next year trying to still thread the needle a little bit, but 
especially you know, at the back end. Yeah, and do you know, and do these two player starts so that they can sort of ride the younger hot hand or maybe the guys that aren't quite as good. Yeah, throw Justin Steele into that conversation too. Um, and then uh, the the other thing that was, uh, I guess, they're trying out is uh, Patrick Wisdom at right field. <laughs> so, oh, or maybe that. I mean, <laughs> he did well. Really- I mean, he made a couple nice plays out there. Yeah, well, I mean, today though, we we got to see Fran Mill Reyes out there because, of course, because you got to have Horner as your DH now because he's back, and so they're like, "Hey, Fran Mill, we want you out there in, in right field." I was like, "What the Figure hell is out. going on here?" And he yeah. had played like the entire time. He's like, probably was like me now. <laughs> no. I didn't even bring my shoes today. <laughs> He's got to find a glove. <laughs> exactly. He's like, hey. Patrick, Patrick wisdom gives him. His, oh, here's my right fielder glove. It's not it's used much. Exactly. I just bought it. <laughs> right. I just bought this in Miami. <laughs> but. Uh, well, the, I asked uh, Gary, you know, our, our friend Gary, the uh, Indians uh, fan and the uh, the uh, dr- old drummer and keyboard player for the Bleacher Bub Band. And he's been on the show talking about uh, the Guardians. Uh, or, or, but anyway, I asked him, I'm like, <laughs> so, well, uh, I, I was going to say, like, the Indians, now the Guardians. I'm not, I don't know exactly how to put that because, like, when they were the Indians, then – you know, like we beat the the Cubs beat the Indians in the World Series. We didn't beat yeah. the Guardians. You know what I mean? That that's what the team was called at the time. So I'm just I want to be like because Gary has only talked about the Indians with us. He's never actually talked about the Guardians because well, you just say you just say Cleveland didn't play them this year. Cleveland, yeah. You just say Cleveland. You say the Cubs beat Cleveland, and now they play the Guardians. Yeah. And then you just skip the other word altogether. Well, I asked why Cleveland got away, <laughs> uh, got, got rid of Fran Mill. And they yeah. said, too many strikeouts and he sucked it outfield. <laughs> and I was, like, <laughs> I was like, well, now he's on our team. So <laughs> good for us. And he, um, he has he has quieted down a little bit. You know, I think he's at like 220 now. Uh, he's not quite. Not that he was ever like really hitting for a high average or whatever, but he he did seem to have a little something going uh, when he first came in. Now he's settled in a little bit and he's dropped off, uh, and he's not really hitting a lot of dongs. He looks like a dude that would hit two twenty and hit twenty twenty five homers. No, he's that, not doing that though. He's he's basically the poor man's Kyle Schwarber. Except yeah, he's hitting. Of the plate, he's you know? hitting two twenty with lots of triples for some reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, Pat, excuse me, Pat. Uh, he's basically Patrick Wisdom, except without any fielding ability. <laughs> right. So right. So they're going to go hide him over in right field. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. They, he didn't they, do anything Oscar. wrong today, really. I guess. Like I don't know. Nothing. Like. Well, they won and his name didn't pop up as like, holy shit. Did you see what he did? You know, like, cause you know, I listened to some of the game and you just didn't hear much about him. So yeah, I guess he was fine out there. Maybe the, maybe the pirates just can't hit to the right field. I, don't I know. mean, the pirates are bad. So it's, and the Marlins aren't good either. The Marlins got some arms and we saw some of the pirates, uh, just to transition over to this series, we saw some of the the Pirates' well, young players. Uh, real, real quick before we get off the Marlins, though, uh, apparently that 
losing that series to the Cubs made Mattingly uh, quit. He was done. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not doing it anymore. Seven it- years, the most uh, the most games ever managed by a a Marlins coach or Marlins manager. Is that something you really want to admit? The most the most wins <laughs> ever by a Marlins manager. I don't know. And it's still and it's still under 500. <laughs> right. It's probably not good. So, but yeah, they, that, the that most just, losses. <laughs> but yeah, that just that just came up that he is gone uh, at the end of the year. He's it it seemed like a mutual thing. Yeah, I mean, you wonder about I, the direction. The, the White things. Sox are going to hire him next year. Um. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, you wonder about the churn of managers, especially kind of how things are going like with the Joe Madden comments the uh, a couple weeks ago about the stat guys and the the analytics guys getting into the dugout and having meetings with these players like at game time which um Madden objected to um as filling their heads with useful information but maybe not actionable at game time and just to let them focus on performance and I think there's a lot to be said of that and you wonder when Every time now it may just made my head wander uh, as to whether Mattingly is just a little bit more, you know, in a different headspace than the front office. If it's a mutual parting of ways, it's like, I don't like how things are going down here. I can't believe we just lost to the Cubs. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm out of here. Like, uh, this is just, this is the one saving grace. We had the Cubs late in the year. <laughs> and then uh, it didn't go well for us. Yeah, I heard it was because uh, Mr. Burns wanted him to save, shave his sideburns. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know what you think sideburns are, Mr. Burns. Uh, that's such a classic episode. Yeah. Oh. So, all right, now we'll go out to the Pirates. Um, well, uh, we, we won the season series. Yep. If, you know, <laughs> we're the... The prettiest pig at the ugly festival. Uh, so, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> and, it, and it came down to the last game too. It really, it's not even like it's a real, real nail biter there. <laughs> yeah, for all the marbles. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of uh, their young players, and you can tell they're young. I mean, the Cubs took it. Listen, that Friday night game might have been one of the ugliest games I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was just a badly played game on both sides. Yes. I mean, I'm talking about, I believe, the second game of the series. Not to go out of order, but I will. Right. But, but no, I yeah, I know. And then, I mean, honestly, that was the same deal today. The Pirates were just really bad. I mean, that's what lost them the game. But, yeah, that game, the Cubs lost because they just couldn't field well and they couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Throwing no, the ball all over, and and whereas we're looking at their future, like that pitcher today, what was his name uh, for them? Um, Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah, yeah Luis Ortiz. Ortiz. I mean, he brought his ERA down from point eight four today. I mean, he <laughs> shut everybody down. You know, so I mean, dude was dialing it up at a hundred. I mean. I mean, just some real exciting pitching and, stuff. I'm like, well, we don't have a guy like that. We got other some good night, guys, but the other night, Oviedo looked great. Yeah, like and he, that, I mean, he was he was just on it, and you know, it was when they pulled him, it, I think is if I'm thinking of the right game, that was yeah, the one. Yeah, that, yeah, 
We're all they going out. We're all over the place. But yeah, but yeah. just like talk, but it doesn't matter. Like the specific outcomes of these games, besides the Cubs getting 69 wins at some point of the season and us all celebrating that moment, um, and just individual performances of p- people that are possibly part of our future, there really is no point to even playing these games because it, it is what my hat says fall trading. Except for this, right? It's like it, it is fall training, but unfortunately, there's going to be like four months between the end of the season, five months to spring training. And so much can happen in that time that right now it's like we are watching. We're like, well, what are we going to do with Samson? He seems like he can fucking really pitch, but that's never been the case before. So, you know, in, in he's in his out- 30s. How did this dude just show up? You know, uh, we've got uh, Kiros, somebody. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. In the, yeah, in the put, yeah. Must be Matt again. Matt yeah. Cameron says, can we talk about all four foot eight of Esteban <laughs> Kiros? Who and why? Well, we went over it last week about, you know, what he had done in the Mexican uh, league. And I wish I had left it in the brand. Maybe I'll, I'll get it back up here in a second. But yeah, this dude, four hits today. Um, yeah. I, and uh, just. No, four I, times on base. Four times on base, yeah. So yeah, he uh, but, had he had two hits, three hits and a walk and a strikeout, I think. But if I'm spe- if I'm remembering properly. He spends uh basically well, I could put it up real quick and then we can know for a fact. Here's what we have from Kiros today. He was two for three, scored two runs and two walks. Oh yeah, okay. So he comes on and we've seen this a million times. He comes oh, on. I mean, that was half the team last year was 30 year old guys who came on and played really well and everybody got excited. Uh, I mean, they still lost a lot. Does anybody want, I, I, I kind of like Kiros right now. Well, of course. Cause he's, he's like, he's your every man. He was, makes it seem like you could do it. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> no, here's, here's, <laughs> but here, I, I just pulled it up. Here's Esteban Kiros's history. Okay. His- Four pages that he's yeah, got. It's, it goes on forever. It starts where he's 19. I'll go through it just for the podcast listeners. 2011 through 2013, Quintana Roo in the Mexican League. Uh, then 2014, he goes to from Quintana Roo to Oberon, where he's there, and then he goes to Mazatlan, and... Uh, I mean, he's just all over the place. Mazatlan, Yucatan. And then he ends up in the minor leagues with the Red Sox organization. Then he ends up in the Padres. Or- then he goes back to Mexican League. Then he goes to pa- the Padres organization. Then he goes back to Mexico. Then he's in the Rays organization. Then he goes back to Mexico. Then he's with the Cubs. And that I took from, if- from 11 years of his life. And he's just like. Right. I wonder if he was playing if that was winter ball, Mexican league winter ball at all. Yeah. Some, some of, of it is. Some yeah. of it is. Yeah. It so is. that he could just keep playing. Yeah. It's yeah. a great story. I honestly, I really do like the story, but yeah, he was, he was like early to mid twenties before he ever showed up at Red Sox. Yeah. You know, he's 30. Camp. He's five, six, 199 pounds. So why, why couldn't they just put 200? They're like, like, well, you're five, six. We don't want to make you seem fat. (laughs) Right. Exactly. They're like, anybody look, I, I, I fight with 200. I'm around 200 all the time. Trust me. If 
if you're going to write my way down, please put 199. I'll be fucking happy. <laughs> Even if I'm at 205. Put my tombstone. Wade 199. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel so much better when I see the one instead of the two. No, I mean, this guy could real, really be a folk hero, you know, in the moment, almost in a Frank Schwindelli way. Uh, you know, but he's doing like weird stuff like that chopper off the plate that he hit. Like, that, yep. <laughs> like the bases were loaded. <laughs> no, and they got nobody. <laughs> they got nobody. He's like, if I just hit this as hard as I can off the plate, off the plate, it'll <laughs> bound into the air. Like he's like, here's a little trick, trick we learned back at Oberon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Oberon, he's playing Oberon ball. That's like, why. That's why <laughs> Jed's got him there. He's the new uh, marketing efficiency. Yeah, exactly. We just get a bunch of guys from Mexico can hit it off the plate real well, hard. And he he lay. I I think I've seen him lay down some bunts for base hits too. Like, I mean, he, if now, anything, he should be team a, bunting coach. He's a fundamentally sound player. I don't think that he maybe has the physical attributes to you know really make it in the league. But I mean, well, he I does everything. Was, I thought it was funny. Right? He, yeah, he does. I mean. He played, he was playing second base and he made a, like a nice diving catch and a throw over. And he did make some mistakes out there too this weekend. I'm not going to say he's like some feeling dynamo, but everybody was like, Ooh, ah, on the broadcast. And then I looked at it and I was like, he literally moved three feet over and got that ball. <laughs> he made it look. <laughs> he, he, can't he, go has five, done, six. he has made a few good plays over there at second base, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's impressive because maybe he didn't get the best first step. And uh, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about Wesneski and what he's bringing to this team. And that, that immaculate inning, I, I mean, it's pretty – here's the thing. An immaculate inning can happen to any pitcher, I think, at any time. It's a rarity. It's more about – I don't think it, it – Or Ortiz almost had one today. He had yeah. ten pitch, a ten pitch inning. He had a ten pitch inning. So, so, and he might be something too. He's, that guy's throwing one hundred two, you know, yeah. as well. So, not like Wisniewski is, but Wisniewski got that filthy slider. And this is what I want to say about that: is that even even though like having an immaculate inning is an incredible thing to do, it's more random than anything. And it, it's like hitting for the cycle. Like it's really cool, but. Doesn't mean you're great. It means you're. It means you'd something great happened that you, to you that that moment. But here's. But it is great though. And here's why it is great. It's because Wisniewski is making those guys look like idiots. And I know it's the Pirates, and they basically lead the league in strikeouts. They're super high. In, I think they're second to most strikeouts in the major leagues, or something like that. So, like to have the immaculate inning against those guys is not, you know, that it gets less impressive as you look into it. But what I'm saying is. It, the way they struck out, getting fooled so badly, oh, whether yeah. whether they miss it stuff. or just look at it, they were getting fooled. All nine pitches, fooled, fooled, fooled. And uh, how many strikeouts did he have in that game over? Seven, I want to say. Yeah, I think he had like seven. Let me see. Uh, six. Six over 6.1 and gave up the one home run. And, and three of them were in one inning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, on nine true, pitches. Yeah. Yeah. So he gives up two runs, but either way, like you gotta like, he gets into the seventh inning, gets the win. Um, I mean, you just gotta like, I mean, I'm excited about this guy. I think we might've got a, a real dude here 
and I'm the first to to make fun of everything and think that the Cubs got the short end of every deal. But maybe, just maybe, Scotty Efros for Wisniewski was a good deal for the Cubs. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, we're jumping all over the place. Yeah, uh, I don't really care. I don't really need to do all these poems. I really oh, don't yeah, care. No, we, we but, I do, but I do want to do the one that I wrote that has Wisniewski in it. Okay, yeah, we could talk about game one a little bit. All right, let's do um, this one. Let me get this accurate. The Wes was immaculate, only throwing nine strikes on the line, and Cubs fans blew ejaculate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We'll just end with that one. <laughs> You're not going to do the rest of the poem? No, no, you just wanted to say ejaculate. Loud. I, just, I was just, ri- you know what? Hey, I rhymed accurate, immaculate, and ejaculate. I got it in there. And uh, nobody saw that coming. So uh, I, I feel real good about myself. I like to, I'm at the point where I'm just like, what kind of weird fucking word can I try to rhyme to at this moment? <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself a challenge and be like, oh, this should be fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, what do you want to say about this one? I, and the other thing I want to say about Wisniewski is he's a very physical player. Like he had to cover first base a bunch. And he was getting over there. They did that one challenge in the first inning that ended up being uh, correct. They also had a challenge in this series where they were wrong and lost their challenge. Yeah. Or Rossi challenged and it was wrong. So, I don't know. Um, did you see, I, I don't know if you watched the condensed game on this one, but the Pirates broadcast were showing these kids that were like four, they looked like maybe freshmen in high school. Oh yeah, eating hot dogs. <laughs> the goal it was I think there were four or five of them. And the goal was to eat a hundred hot dogs. Yeah, so they each had to eat like at least twenty hot dogs in order to, to do it. And I will say that uh yes, I saw it on the you know condensed game and I was really frustrated they never went back to them to tell me whether or not they whether made they it. They did it, yeah. Yeah. I you know, and that's the thing that drives me insane. Even on a condensed game, they give us dumb shit like that sometimes. Like, I mean, it was kind of funny, but that's not the game. Yeah. You you won't you just skipped over like five outs just because you decided they weren't that impressive. But you made sure to give me five kids that want to eat a hundred hot dogs. You know, the other thing you can't see highlights of is errors. Yeah. Like, they will not show you an error. And I don't know if it's to protect the player's ego, but a lot of times, like, runs are scoring on these errors. They're, they only show it if the run is scoring. Yeah, That's- they only – yeah, but if some guy made an error and it's, like, inconsequential to the game, but you're like, no, I want to see him drop that ball. Yeah, you're like, like wait, how how did the bases get loaded on that? And <laughs> you look at it, it's because – like, three errors. Somebody threw the ball away earlier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dropped a, they dropped the pop-up or something. Yeah, they don't show it. It's it's lame. Um, one thing I will say is that it, it, that Wisniewski immaculate inning that he pitched, you know, that was in the fifth. Yeah. So, it, so uh, Zaidman. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know if he knew it was happening. <laughs> he was, like, sad about it. He's like, oh, He's my, like, wait, it's my inning went too fast. Yeah. Pat, Pat, can I do the sixth, too, please? Um, 
and then Al Leiter Jr. went came in and finished that one off. And um, yeah, three innings. Yeah, I mean, but it was pretty touch and go at the end. Like they almost lost all these games. Like it was, you know. it was touch and go. But I was still really surprised that he was able to pull it through because I mean, you yeah. give him one inning at a time over three games, and I expect one of those innings to be terrible. Yeah. So, and that's that piggyback situation again. They got a bunch of these guys, and Lighter Junior. He kind of remember reminds me of. Uh, do you remember Trevor Cahill? Lyle yeah. used to call him the truck driver. Truck driver. He, he held on for a little bit. Had like I think a good kind of year for, with Padres. I forget. Anyway, he was also old and came out and like did some good stuff at the end. And kind of, they kind of used him in that similar similar way. So then I, the, here's what we got to talk about uh, this Friday game. And they did win it, but it, it might have been. It's got to be one of the worst lineups I've seen in a long time. It made me think that I we should have a segment called like worst lineup ever and just try to find the worst Cubs lineup all of all time. But this game, they win six to five. This is one of the worst games I've seen played all year. Just sloppy. They uh, committed three errors in this one. Um, so yeah, it wasn't great. Higgins dropped a pop-up, uh, which was not shown on the condensed game, of course, to protect his ego and uh, threw a ball away. Uh, Kiro's had a bad throw in this one as well. So, but um, look at this uh, lineup McKinstry, Kiro's, Bodie, Hap Wisdom. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. Who they take Wisdom out for Velasquez. I don't know why. Maybe because Wisdom has no business playing right field. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that must have been. Oh, oh, actually, no, I do know why because he hit that home run. Uh, but he they were talking about his finger. Oh, that's what he was located and it's broke. They were saying that when he plays, he it's really hard for him to play back to back games because when he starts the game, it's good, but by the time he's done, it's like swollen up. He has to take a day off and stuff like that. Um, Gotcha. So he's hitting them out. He had three home runs this week. Yeah, but it's funny that you you brought up the lineup because I actually might pull him. Oh, so we got to do the poem. Yeah. Sort of let, me get, let me get through it then. Rivas, Higgins, Jared Young, Michael Hermosillo, who got taken out of the game for Reyes at the end of it. And uh, then uh, Morel uh, also, also came into it uh, at the end of the game. So just, just uh, really not a lot of pop. Well, maybe the four and five hitter, you can get something done. But even so, we're not even talking about 30 home run guys. Yeah. So that was just tough. So, yeah, why don't we do a poem for this one? All right. Cubs poem 151, Chicago 6, Pittsburgh 5. Late season quandary. Do we hear the laundry? We don't know many names out there playing games. God struggled again. Cubs get the win. Despite sloppy play. Because wisdom bangs away. And the daily Cubs heroes, this time it was Kuros. Driving in guys for two RBIs. Because he had that. I mean, he put him up at the end. Like, I Yeah, think- he was the one. He hit that double. And, uh, yeah, no, it's true. And he, he had a good week. Yeah. Well, he could always tell his, his friends and family back in Mexico next year about the one time that he was a Major League Baseball player for the Chicago Cubs. Yep. Um, and, you know, hey, let me point out, quandary and laundry. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> That's that, that was the whole point of that thing. 
And then, it, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Manrod was in that one, gave up the game-tying homer. Uh, that was the one with the Kiro's chopper off the plate that scored the run, put the Cubs up. And then mm-hmm. he hit the RBI double to put the Cubs up yet once again. So you're right. He was clutched twice. And uh, then Wellman got his first save of his life. And um, But he loaded the bases at the end. Made it real interesting. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it, it worked out. It was one of those that, like, I mean, I know this wasn't the case in this game, but sometimes you see the guys go in and it's, it's not even a save situation when they go in, but it is when they leave because they just fill the bags. It up. <laughs> so I, I believe we're, uh, before we get into the last two games, why don't we just take a quick break? And, right. uh, and, uh, cause we, yeah, we're, we're just due for one. Uh, this is a, a message about how you can become a Patreon supporter and support us. At the and how you should. We're going to call this the 1908 Project, and uh, we need 1,908 Patreon supporters. I completely agree with you, Michael. We'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back to the Sunranto Show. Look, I have a beer. I was nice. gonna go I was gonna go get water. Out of water. So beer. Well, I mean that's a Peroni. It's pretty close. <laughs> it's a really, really, really light beer. There were some great beers at the beer festival that the the Bleacher Bum band. I'm played sh- I'm sure there were. That would have been, yeah, worth the price of admission right there. Yeah, especially because the admission was free. I was gonna say, did it end up being like a Blues Brothers situation? They're like, uh, we owe you two hundred, but you you drank three hundred in beer. <laughs> So, um, yeah, hashtag chance in the chat if you would like to um, win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of doom and acceptance. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Doom and acceptance. <laughs> I don't know. That's hilarious. So, um, 
Wade Miley, we already talked about him getting injured and stuff. That was uh, too, it's too bad, you know, because I do like him as a pitcher. Very talented, works fast, obviously knows what he's doing. His body is just not cooperating any longer. And so. really bad on that play. Like he, he runs over there, uh, you know, picks up the little chopper or whatever it was. And then just launches that pitch into, into center field. You're just like, what? Yeah. But he was like, Rah! his back exploded. It's just like, uh, feel bad for him. I mean, it's got to be so frustrating. It's like, I remember times that, you know, I'm a singer. So like at times in my life where I was singing a lot and got into vocal trouble and like, I couldn't like hit certain notes and I'd work my way back from certain things. Um, it's frustrating. You know, it's, it's depressing because you can't do what you could do physically. Now you can't do it. And, so, I mean, oh, see it happening to my mom, like not being able to walk around like she used to. It pisses her off. You know, she's like, come on, stupid body work. You're the talking hell? about my my life this whole last week. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I got a I got hernia surgery and a vasectomy. Same time. I honestly don't recommend that. Yeah. Apparently, they work against each other a little bit. But, man, I have not been able to walk around properly or just move like it's been, <laughs> been a struggle. <laughs> like every time I want, like I, I just, laugh, but it's funny. <laughs> no, it is. Like, but like I told you, I had a vasectomy too. It hurts. They're no, like, that's no problem. Just you're in, you're out, and be like, no, you sit down right. Actually, the, the the vasectomy has not been too bad compared to the hernia surgery. Basically, every time I laugh or cough or something, my stomach explodes. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <It sucks. laughs> Knock knock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm luckily it's been you know four or five days. I'm I'm getting getting over it. It's starting to feel better. Uh, thank God. So uh, yeah, and this was so game three. Yeah, this is the other one where oh man, Johan Oviedo. We're talking. I mean, these guys dialing up there for the Pirates in the high nineties, low one hundreds. I mean, it's pretty impressive. And you know, you look at you know their younger players like well that Bay. B-A-E? Bay just showed up. Didn't they have like something like six rookies in their uh, lineup that night? Or Yeah, Ramon Castro. is. I think he's a rookie. Uh, Sawinski, Chicago area native, which we're going to have to hear about for the rest of our damn lives. Um, He's, uh, I think, if not a rookie, close to it. Um, No, yeah, I mean, that Bay guy, he's freaking quick. Yeah. Well, uh, and um, Cruz out there. O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, he didn't okay. play in this third game, but um, but does but does O'Neill Cruz? I I've been watching yeah, O'Neill. Him, he, Cru- yeah. He's he's six foot seven. Do you think because we don't pay attention to you know the all the talk on pirate stuff? Has anybody talked about him not being able to play shortstop because he's too big? You remember when uh, Chris, Chris Bryant, Bryant came yeah. in and they're like, well. Obviously, he can't play third base. He's too tall, and he was like six foot three or four. You know, he's just too tall to play third base. And then, I mean, you got Oil Cruz is a giant human being. When he's yeah. standing next to people, I mean, these are big ass like ball players, and they look tiny. Next to O'Neill, yeah, no. I actually really like. He's one of the more fun people to watch because you're just looking at you're just like, how are you so like big and tall and <laughs> yeah him and, and also key Brian Hayes. So I'm just saying like our yeah. 31 year old guys 
versus their prospects. And they played really sloppy. Like you, you look at the fundamental sides of things and you could say you could see that it's not a seasoned ball club. But these guys are going to be playing together for a while. And I can see them kind of putting something together. I don't know if they'll ever spend the money to get the front line pitching, but if I don't know, maybe if you guy like Luis Ortiz can start dialing it up and you can build around that and then you throw together a bullpen and you don't have to spend that much to make it okay. No, and well, and like you said, there's a lot of these guys that are young. They're all around the same age. They're all coming up. They're going to play together. And now that uh, they've gotten rid of the playoffs and they've moved to this like postseason tournament for half the kids, they have an actual opportunity to get into the tournament. And then, you know, as they always say, right, it's it's a crapshoot. Who knows what's happening? I mean, I think you kind of know, and I think it's going to be obvious, but, you know, they, they could get a run going in the tournament. Yeah. Well, and then uh, because remember talking to Billy DeVore when he he's like, yeah, we're looking at maybe 2024, 2025 is our window. And I'm like, hey, that's our next window. <laughs> and the Pirates are like, yeah, we're looking at 2024, 2025 is our next window. And then, you know, the Cardinals are going to be there. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> who are we going to beat? The Brewers? <laughs> you know, we're all Probably, in it together. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Our prospects are younger. They're faster and stronger. Yeah. Um, I think. So uh, Zach McKinstry, unfortunately, he had that one good week, and now he's uh, back under, at least he was as of game three, under 200. He had three yeah. Ks in this game, went down to 197. And then he did play today. I think this is our new, uh, maybe we call it McKinstry watch or something. He just yeah. scored two runs today, took two walks, went one for three. Um, but uh, exactly at 200, can he finish the season at 200? At 200? Or above. Or above. Okay. Yeah. Over, yeah. But if you look at it, his OPS is actually higher than Fran Mill Reyes, although it doesn't <laughs> feel like it. <laughs> you know? Right. He's right at where, like, I mean, him, Alfonso Rivas, uh, they're all 634, <laughs> 638 OPSs right now. So better than Hermosillo, who's got half of that, 398. I don't even, I mean, God bless Michael Hermosillo. I like him. Like, he seems like a nice guy. I know he's from the area, um, but it is just not working out. No, he hasn't been good. No. Um. Uh, a lot of these guys. That's, I mean, just yeah. Again, it's it's fall training. They're just seeing what they're doing. It's uh, it's frustrating. Hard to watch. I think for a lot of people. Let me, you know, people in the chat, if you want to chime in. Uh, what are you guys watching? Like, what do you what? I mean, the only reason you're watching this is because me and Danny are, are stupid and talk dumb shit sometimes. Uh, you're not watching it to find out what's going on with this team. I don't know. We don't have any insight. So what are you guys watching? Like, that's what I want to know because yeah, I mean, Danny, you talked about it a little bit, but some of the pitching. Yeah. I want to know Heroes, which one of our like, 17 second basemen are really going to step up and be the second <laughs> baseman of the Cubs future. That's what I wanted. That's the pressing issue for me. Which one of these 17 guys will step up to the plate and make where, the job theirs. 
<laughs> where is everybody too? You know, it's like Madrigal's gone and Horner just came back and Saya died. I don't know. Like Eric, <laughs> Eric says, here's what I'm watching. Dahmer on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I think that uh, probably Dahmer and the Cubs season have a similar amount of murders in it. I'm pretty sure. Yes, <laughs> probably. Uh, here we go. I'm telling oh, you, uh, Facebook Dave, user. I know again. this is David Elliott because he 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 put this up in the Sunranto Ranchers page. Go ahead, keep reading. Yeah, I'm telling you, Michael Hermosillo and Andrelton Simmons are the same person. Ricketts <laughs> is saving money by hiring <laughs> one guy to be two players. <laughs> I told him, I'm like, you know, you might be onto something. Like, I I would I would buy it more if they didn't look completely different. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's that's why you know, like, uh, you know, the those braids and everything. That's part of the costume. Yeah, he's like, put these on. Here, go get more muscles. Get shorter. Yeah, bro, put lifts in your shoes. <laughs> put lifts, <yeah. laughs> that's that's another reason he's not as good in the outfield because he's running around on. Here's what John Pickens is doing with his weekend instead of watching the Cubs. I just did a 1,000-piece Golden Girl. <laughs> John Vasky is John Vasky's watching football. So, uh, Oh, Vasky, you may notice my background today. That is Wrigley Field uh, as it used to be set up for uh, the Bears. The Bears. So, Who won today? Bears. Bears won. Cubs and Bears won on the same day. I had to, I had to get in a little bit of uh, Cubs and Bears thing going on behind me. Um, yeah, David also said, and, they, and they look terrible too. Like the Bears win, and you have the same conversation. Like, I mean, it's a win, but what were we really watching? Uh, David also writes uh, that uh, they've never been on the roster at the same time either. Hey, you might be some on it. You might be onto something here. We'll have to look into this in the off season. See if we can't find <laughs> out more about. Uh, we'll do the deep investigative reporting. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll we'll do some like facial scans on Angelton Simmons and yeah, see what we can find out. Yeah. So All right, let's. Uh, well, I know that, but more bad news. I th- well, we can. I think what, we can. What's I mean, what's the bad news? Tell me. Well, do, <laughs> wait, is I'm, I'm trying to see news? if there's any. Well, I don't. I'm trying to see if there's anything more that we need to talk about in this series. Probably not, right? No, I mean we kind of talked about Adrian Sampson. Uh, you know. Yeah. Really, really good. Like, you know, and we're talking about the the immaculate inning. Adrian Sampson, I think, had two different innings where he only threw five pitches. Five pitches, yeah, yeah. He was through, uh, through three innings. He had twenty pitches. Like that's, I'll take that over one immaculate inning any time. And uh, I think uh, Ortiz was, you know, kind of doing the same thing, like. I'm honestly, look, strikeouts are strikeouts. They're great. I'm honestly really excited to see how pitchers work guys to not hit well and keep their pitch counts down. Um, That's one of the biggest uh, problems with Javier Assange. Assad. (laughs) Now you got me doing it. Julian Assange. Yeah, Julian Assange. Yeah, yeah. The guy goes four innings and throws 91 pitches. He's doing it wrong. Like he's, and he's, he's not well, even getting a lot of strikes. I do have it in the notes that, and I didn't say it, but I'm like, Javier Saad, maybe not really good. Maybe not, not good. At, yeah. Well, I mean, 
these guys aren't all going to be good. You know, that every guy that we bring up is not going to be good. I mean, Javier Sada wasn't even a prospect. I mean, the only reason he's up here is because they want to start the – Yeah, exactly. Well, Samson, I believe, is 30 years old, is he not? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 31, I think. I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, but Assad came on, and he he had a couple of good games, and it was, you know, kind of fun, and he thought maybe – but then all of a sudden it felt like he started to – it's like he's pitching scared now, you know, yeah. like before he was just like chucking them in there. Like, you know, let's just see how this goes. And, and he was, he was getting weak contact. He was getting, he was giving some up, but he was willing to get in there. Now he's throwing eight pitches a guy because he's got to throw, you know, three, he's got to go like full count, you know, all these, it, it, it's annoying just to see how many pitches he's throwing, you know, and then, you know, he, he walks a couple of guys and next thing you know, he's, I just don't think he's six guys in an inning. It sucks. I'm doubtful. He's a part of this team for too much longer. I feel like he'll end up maybe as one of those guys that transitions into the bullpen based only on what we've seen. Like if they can get him to go in there and just say, okay, you're going to do one inning, just throw it really hard and, and challenge the guys. I I don't know. It feels to me like he, uh, it, it feels to me like he just started pitching a little bit scary. Like he had a little bit of success and you're like, now I can't fuck this up. You know? Yeah. Um, the infield fly it's girl sad. here in the chat says, uh, speaking of Adrian Sampson, that his 31st birthday is coming up. So he's 30. Now he'll be 31 and that he's a lots of giants legend. Adrian Sampson. I don't. I wonder what makes him legendary. We'll have to have her on the show, and she could let us know why. Because um, I guess he's going to be around. I thought Adrian Sampson would was going to be one of those fringe roster guys, but I forgot what bad teams look like that they yeah. keep these dudes around. And hey, he's been given an opportunity, and he has taken everything he can and ran with it. There's a bunch of dudes on this team that kind of have done that this year. I think Christopher Morrell can be. Maybe consider one of those people as he figures out this league and gets to maybe stick around, hopefully stick around. By the way, I'm meeting Christopher Morrell again tomorrow. Going yeah, Club 400. Monday. Yep, hanging out. I wrote a Heartbreak Hotel parody for Christopher Morrell. So, cool. Practice. That sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a uh, fact, Mor- Morrell's another one of these guys in fall training. He came out kind of you know, looked real good. He's, he's still an exciting ball player, but he's striking out too much now. See what kind of adjustments he can make in the off season. I was thinking, you know, you know when we do our Cubs grades episode after the season, <laughs> it's gonna, really going to have to get in the annual, the annual Cubs grades where we go player by player. And we tell you exactly how good they were they and what they're projecting. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> So look forward to that. <laughs> That's going to be some riveting <laughs> off-season entertainment. So, um, so yeah, Cubs beat the Pirates. They beat the Marlins. So we do well against mediocre teams. I, I don't, I don't know what I'm looking at here, really, or what it all means. I don't think it means much at all. I really think it's qu- kind of meaningless Major League Baseball as we're seeing it now. Uh, except for they're getting their work in and they're getting their reps in and they're working hard and you know. God bless the boys. <laughs> but again, every time you look at one of these lineups, you literally you're looking and you're like, today it was uh, it was wisdom, 
Hap and Horner. And you're like, well, I can pretty much guarantee I'll see those guys next year. And honestly, Wisdom, maybe not. You know what I mean? Like Wisdom is, he, he, he got to 25 homers for the second season in a row. Uh, that's nice, but he doesn't, he's not irreplaceable. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he, he could find himself just blocked by them going out and getting a player to play his position, unless he happens to be able to pick up over at first. I don't know. He had more home runs than Chris Bryant did this year. <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> oh man. I saw a stat. Uh, there's only been like nine players in the history of the Rockies organization that have had over a hundred at bats in a season and did not hit a home run. It's only happened like nine times and he's one of them now because he had over a hundred at bats and did not hit a homer this year. Yikes. Um, but no, he hit, he had to hit a homer. No, none. Zero homers. No, he hit a homer. He just didn't hit a homer on his first hundred at bats. No, no, he no, did no. He hit I, home runs this year. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He or did. Or maybe he didn't hit it at course. I don't know. I saw the stat up there. If anybody knows, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> v- Vasky says KB played uh, 42 games this year. Yep. So, so that's not 100 games. 100 no, no, at 100 bats. at bats. He had five home runs this year. Um, okay, we're many, maybe none of them were at 180 something plate course. appearance. Um, he home and away. Um, he had zero home runs at home. Oh my god! That's okay. So that's what it was. It was it was the fact that he had over 100 at bats, but did not hit any homers in Coors Field. Yeah, he batted 323, but yeah, op. But his OPS was uh, over 230 points higher, 235 points higher away. Now it's small sample size because you know. Well, only to be fair, that's honestly what the Rockies. The n- that's what the Rockies need. Usually, their players can't hit when they go on the road. So they're, they're just, <laughs> they they're just putting their team together to be better. That's oh, what they're man, doing. Some 3d chess. <laughs> so uh, one, one, uh, before we get into previewing the Phillies, um, one kind of sad note is that again, uh, Miguel Amaya is hurt again. Like, yeah, you said he broke his ankle. How did he break his ankle? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, Wait, I don't in, know. Which, in which team was he on? Because the, the I don't sm- think he was playing Tennessee Smokies. The, no, I, was, I don't I was think he was Smokies playing. And and uh, the South Bend Cubs both just finished their seasons and they won. And I don't think AAA has been doing. And I was just like, wait, how did he break his fucking ankle? Um, <laughs> obviously it, not playing in the game. He returned. He was raking. This is from Bleacher Nation. Stan at Crusett on Twitter is one that uh, broke the news, which is weird because it got broken in Spanish, and it, it, it the injury actually happened on September 11th, which is the most disastrous thing ever to happen on September 11th. Let me tell you, uh, no, sorry, that's a bad joke. Uh, too soon. Uh, hey, I was there. I can joke about it. No, I can't. It's actually- he's got children. He stepped on a plane. Uh, see, yeah, he was, uh, his, his dad broke the news. Did his dad break his leg? Max Amaya. <laughs> <laughs> he like kicked him in the leg and then tweeted. Yeah. 
<laughs> Which sounds way dirtier than you meant it. Uh, yeah, he was he, he was off the Arizona Fall League roster. He was on it and then taken off of it. So now he's going to rehab this ankle thing, and he's a catcher. And my first thought was like, oh, God, this is like Kyle Schwarber all over again, except because, I mean, Schwarber was a catcher. Like, people forget that. Yeah, until he got his knee exploded in and then Arizona. He never, and then he catch, caught, like, I think one more time as a novelty. Then yeah. he go out there. Yeah, like one, one inning. Like he, like, he finished one game. He did a ninth inning or something in a blowout. Yeah, because they and because they, they ran out of people, I think. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Well, this is the thing that we always say, right, about the the prospect perverts that tell us all the time about how amazing these guys are going to be. Uh, Miguel Amaya has a super high ceiling. He was supposed to be great. He was gonna. He was the heir apparent to Wilson Contreras in a couple more years when he get. He can't, he can't stay in the field. Things happen. This is like baseball is so fu- – it's a game of failure, and everything makes you fail. He He's broken his leg. He's had arm injuries. He's had all this shit, and we may never actually see him playing in a Cubs uniform or Wrigley Field. Uh, Ed Howard, when his hip fell off, Right? Like it just <laughs> fell off of his body. Hey, uh, no more exaggerating, Michael. Bob Ibach Wright said he said, get your facts straight. Only <laughs> straight facts on this show. Yeah. No more, no more fudging things. We, but you know, so these guys, it's like, yes, we're all excited about them too, but so much can happen before they ever get a chance to play at the major league level to it's a long road to it. And even like so, I mean, go look go look at any list of draft picks your your number one draft picks for each team and see how many of those guys actually turned out to be something i guarantee most of the people on every single list are people you have never ever heard of and um that's a sad thing for those guys but it was just a lot of potential and never worked out it's it's common yeah it, um, it is because it's it. because it's not like the other sports the the guys are younger when they're drafted and they have to play in the minors way longer. I mean, these guys, basketball players go straight from college onto the team, sometimes straight out of high school, but they're on the team. They're not in Schenectady fucking playing, you know, basketball on a shitty court somewhere. Like that's yeah. not what they do. In front of nobody. They're actually like in front of a bunch of people at, a, a, a well-known college program where everybody's cheering for them every night and March madness is insane. And like they've had that or that experience already, that really intense sports experience. Whereas if you've gone to a minor league baseball game, most people really aren't watching that intently. There's like kids rolling down the hill and like, you yeah, know, no, like and, a bouncy house in the outfield. You know, it's not- And the only thing that they have now sort of is like basketball has like the G league. You know, but that's literally for guys who just couldn't get drafted that keep want to still play in, you know, and with all the injuries and stuff, you want to keep guys. Or like uh, IFG brought up, you know, Adrian Sampson going out to to, uh, Japan to play. Yeah. As well. Like there's a lot of guys that they get drafted. It's not working out. 
they don't get offered a minor league contract. They end up in Korea or Japan or in the Mexican league or something. They keep working at, and you know, they make their way up. So, well, let's, um, I don't know. We, we don't have to take a break. Let's just talk about the Phillies. Um, okay. Let's talk about these uh, Korea. Uh, yeah. Korea. I thank you. Korea. The Lati giants are from Korea. It's the Yomiuri Giants that are Japanese. I, I can't get all my Giants. In fact, today I wore a Chicago American Giants hat. They're all yeah, and you're wearing a you you're wearing an American Giants shirt. Yeah, I, well, it's actually a Comiskey Park shirt. Yeah, home of the American Giants. So. Yeah, exactly. My son has the exact same shirt. It's a great shirt. Yeah. Well, I went to Comiskey, so I'm like. I mean, it wasn't Comiskey. The parking lot is now Comiskey, or is the old Comiskey, really? <laughs> right. Um. Beautiful view of the city skyline from that parking lot, too. Let me tell you. <laughs> Can't see it from the stadium, but, oh, man, from that parking lot, it looks just great. Um, All right, the Phillies, they're, they're coming in and play. They're the last team that are going to come in and play for something because they are in third place right now in the NL East behind the Mets and the Braves. They're fighting for a wild card spot. The Brewers are still trying to sneak in. I looked into it. They have a, a slightly – the Brewers have a slightly easier schedule, although it's debatable because um, you've, uh, they've got three with us, which I don't know. I kind of consider that easy for the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, then they got four with Washington, which is the worst team in the major. Oh, my God. That's yeah. – yeah, they're ridiculous. And then three with Houston. Houston's tough – but, but they already are already locked in and may not give a shit. Exactly. So, and then now, which is kind of unfair that they should have to feel the competitive team to, but anyway, here's what, cause the Milwaukee Brewers aren't really playing with anybody. They got two with the Cardinals who also might not give a shit. They got three with the Marlins or no four with the Marlins who we just saw and beat but they have some good arms and then three with the diamondbacks at home. So, I mean, the brewers, I, I mean, what happened today in the game? The brew, the brewers are done. I mean, uh, St. Louis won't back off at all because I mean, it's not like they have the greatest record in the world to do so. Plus anyway. Pujols has roid rage. Yeah. Pujols is, <laughs> Oh, we didn't yeah. talk about Pujols hitting his seven, seven. <sighs> do you know why? Because there's a Cubs podcast. We don't talk about bullshit. <laughs> we don't talk about <laughs> fake ass fucking records that, <laughs> that don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, they do. It's it's quite impressive. But oh, it's so annoying all that. It, it 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 would be more impressive if he didn't get six months or like six months. He didn't get three months of uh free steroid use to break it. Because he clearly came out in these last three months and is on something. It certainly feels that way. So both the Brewers and the Phillies lost today, both of them. So nobody wants this thing, I guess. And uh, right now, Milwaukee remains a game and a half out. Yeah, well, St. Louis is not going to take it easy on them, especially because they're, uh, you know, they're in the same division. So that's just not going to happen. The Marlins are going to rally behind Mattingly and win out, right? So, you know, they're they're going to send the the old man out on a winning streak. Uh and then who do you have Arizona? Arizona mm -hmm. just sucks. I mean, I don't know what the fuck. Like 
they'll be so demoralized by the time they get to Arizona, they'll just quit. Well, and I don't know how easy it is going to be for the Phillies, though, facing us in, in a way. because We swept them, if you recall, right after the All-Star break in Philadelphia, and we outscored them 25-7. to um, And they are 10-11 and 11 in September right now, which is pretty much right where the Cubs are. I believe the Cubs are 500 right now in September. One big thing, and I don't know if you have this in your notes, but I saw it today, the Cubs – after the in the post All Star break, the Cubs pitching staff has the third lowest ERA out of the entire league, behind like the Astros and the Mets, I think something like that. Yeah, but the Once third. Again, I was blown away when get I saw your that. facts straight. It's an ass stat. <laughs> I uh, I'm pretty sure it was the Mets and the Astros, and then the Cubs are the greatest team to. <laughs> to ever grace a baseball field <laughs> by certain metrics. <laughs> by, right, our advanced stats advanced show stat. <laughs> that the Cubs have been 18 games better in the second half than their record shows. Well, it's like, it's remember earlier when we played the Dodgers and I was like, somehow the Cubs have more hits than the Dodgers. <laughs> All singles. <laughs> Whereas the Dodgers have hit 43 more home runs. The Cubs lead the league in singles and also have scored the least amount of runs in the majors. Um, they, they also lead the league in uh, bad waves home. Exactly. Oh, well, I, I believe they just they're closing in on 100 caught stealings, which is pretty impressive. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's, there's got to be teams out there that didn't try to steal. Like entire teams that didn't try a hundred. No, points. not a hundred caught stealings. A hundred. Um, uh, no, we two only plans? had 36, 36 caught stealings. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it was a no. They got the hundred two plans. <laughs> uh, no, they they did that already. That was from. I was gonna screenshot that. I didn't. It was uh the EB softball, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. He. I think we might be at one hundred one and one hundred one, one hundred two at this point. And in fact, um, I was thinking like because now everything that they screw up on the bases is called a two plan, which I think is kind of unfair. Like they need another stat, like oot, oot ball. Uh, what did I call it today? Um, well, I, I, no, Danny, what you're talking about is if they get thrown out on the bases and they're doing what they're supposed to do and the other team just better, then that's one thing. It's, it's when they, it's, it's when fucking Willie Harris is waving them home on a ball that didn't make it to them right down third baseline. Like it's just, you go on contact. That's what they're saying, you know? But, and and I don't they like shouldn't be. that's the two plan. That's yeah. they, they should not be They're They're, they're fucking pro baseball players. They should know better than to run on contact when the ball's coming right at them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Know the difference. You're like, that one's going to work. That one's not going to work. But it's kind of like it, you don't have really have that time to decide. And you can screw it up every so often. <laughs> but yeah. Jesus Christ this year. It really does feel that way. And and I've been looking into like how to really quantify all that stuff. It's like kind of deep in the stats. Um, Alfredo says, so the Cubs need to sign good base runners this offseason. Yeah, it would be nice. But it, But they also have to get on base first. You know, that's yeah. also part of it. And the, the other thing I need to think, they think they need to clean up the base running. 
and I think they need to clean up the the defense. And I think a lot of that is just not playing together that much. Right. You know, and yeah, this second half of the season, the airs, the the bad dur, all that stuff. It's hard because these guys well, and not only they haven't played together very often, they haven't played the position that they're on the field in very often. It's like, you know, Patrick Wisdom playing right field. It's like, you, I mean, if he fucks up out there, it's like you can't really blame They had at short this week. They, it's a revolving shortstop world right now. Revolving short, revolving second, revolving third, uh, revolving right field now, and even center field. Every, like, left field is Hap. Uh, no, who's at first base? Revox. Exactly. Uh, yeah, for for the most part, you got uh, the, or, yeah, the catchers mean. are you know Gomes and Higgins, and I mean, but yeah, every everything else is in flux. Like they're yeah. just all over the fucking. They're place. all over the place. Right now, the Phillies, they I mean, they kind of put it together. I mean, they got a real kind of team going on. At least they bought one, and it's not really working out. They're just kind of roaming into that third wild card spot i'm gonna put up there uh this is just for the last uh month of at bats for these guys and uh as you can see uh, i know kyle schwarber i think he hit his 32nd of the year 40s uh what what is what did he hit yeah i think he's <laughs> i don't know you got the stat right in front of you no, i, can't I see don't it. uh kyle schwarber hit his oh that's only for the week now, Kyle Schwarber has hit 40 home runs. Yeah, he hit 40 home runs now. We gave him up for nothing. and But he has not really had a very good month. It, it, he hit five home runs over the course of the month, but he's batting 202 now, and he's got an OBP of 295. So that is way under what uh, – that's kind of the Kyle Schwarber we – thought that he might be just you know somebody that would like pop it out of the park but only get on base one out of five times sort of thing so um and then bryce harper who has been hurt um also by batting 207 only three home runs where you gotta worry i mean their hottest hitters are like jt real muto their catcher uh, just have uh, having a monster month, slashing 293, 366, 585. But if you look at their uh, like how they've done offensively this year, they're in the top of the league of almost every offensive category, including stealing bases. They're average in walks and strikeouts. But where it counts is they've scored over 100 more runs than the Cubs. And, you know, <laughs> that's just where it counts. They're knocking them in, but it's just like, I don't know. The RBI is a is a dead stat, Danny. But JT Real Muto has twenty of them, so seven home runs. By the way, this month for JT Real Muto, so it's like that's a pretty good month. Do you a, get the feeling that <clears throat> once everybody realized that Pujols was not getting tested, uh, there's a number of guys who just decided to go out and not get tested for the last? Well, they're like, not checking. They're not checking pitchers' <clears throat> gloves either. Yeah, they're they're like giving him a high five or something, yeah. and then so move on. I'm I'm looking forward to Schwarber coming back. Uh, I'm I'm glad he hits from the left side, so I don't have to get hit in the face with one of his 41st home run on Tuesday night. Sitting out, uh, he's actually Bernie Barron says he has 42 now. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I thought I saw that. I saw 
I said 32, but I meant 42. The um, He's got a possible 50 homer uh, season. Well, no, I don't know. He'd have to hit one a day. But, one a day for the next nine. Yeah, for sure. But um, it's possible. But yeah, I mean, I can't believe we gave him up for nothing. It's so annoying. Uh, I think it's one of the one of the worst moves the Cubs have made um, yeah. to not re-sign him. And then uh, they've been relying on their uh, pitching staff. Now, here's the, something crazy. As of this morning, Phillies relievers had uh, taken 496 innings pitched, the fewest, the second fewest in the majors. The Cubs, the second most innings pitched out of the bullpen, 622. So that is a full 126 inning, more innings of bullpen usage for the Cubs. And that is a lot. Yeah. That's just like two different philosophies of a team. But as it stands, like the... The team ERA for the Phillies is is three ninety four. The Cubs this morning was four sixteen. For the bullpen, it's all a little worse than that for both teams. And uh, on the year, uh, the Cubs and the Phillies they've got a lot of strikeouts. Uh, they're fourth and third, uh, respectively, or third and fourth. Uh, it, you know, for uh, strikeouts per nine innings. And the set, and they have got the seventh fewest bases on balls uh, per nine innings. So, like both pitching staffs are, you know, not walking them, getting the strikeouts. Cubs giving up a lot more home runs and stuff. Um, uh, the Phillies, the fourth fewest home runs out of the pen. So that's a counting stat. So it's not really right um, as applicable. But they're they're just it's. It's, it's funny because it's like when you look at the stat, you're like, oh, the Cubs are right there with those guys, ERA-wise. Well, it doesn't freaking matter because yeah. <laughs> you, you still lost. Because the Phillies were were built almost like the White Sox are built in a way and that like, oh, we got some good pitching. We got Aaron Nola. And, you know, oh, we're, we're, we we're going to see three really good pitchers yeah. uh, in this series. Like, it's And even though it hasn't blow. worked out, maybe – from the standpoint that they would have wanted it to, to be built that way. They also were counting on a lot of offense as well because they weren't counting on as much bullpen. Cause if they did get Juris familia from the Mets, but I think he's spent six Oh nine ERA on the year. Um, Nick Nelson, who I've never heard of has taken the most innings out of their pen, but he's got a four fifty five ERA. Um, the saves have been spread around. They got Corey Knievel. You probably remember him from the Brewers. He's got 12 of them. Sir Anthony Dominguez, a full-fledged knight. He, <laughs> he's got nine of the saves. So, like, they're kind of, like, spreading that around. So, I don't know that they have James Norwood, if you remember him. Yeah, it's it's like a who's who of people that we remember from a couple years ago. Yeah, and they're all on this team. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Hand. <laughs> yeah. Good God. So anyway, uh, it just, you know, it's hit and miss with these guys. And I'm sure it's been frustrating for Phillies fans, which is not bother me because screw them. Um, then defensively, where the Cubs have the seventh most errors in the major leagues and the Phillies have the fourth fewest errors, uh, the Cubs are almost at a league average defense, defensive efficiency ratio, which is uh, 697 is league average, comes at 695 right now. So we could be average. Yeah, we could be average. Be yeah. average. 
let's, let's be, be average. average. <laughs> uh, however, even though the Phillies have less errors than the Cubs do, uh, they have a 688, the seventh lowest DER. And uh, Pincus says we'll end up at 666. I don't think so. That's that's going to be hard. We're going to have to really screw up this list. We did. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. And um, Real Muto, because uh, Cubs running game, OVA. Not that it ever should really even have started, but it's OVA. Yeah. Because um, JT, JT Real Muto, not only does he hit real well, but he's thrown out 38% of the runners on the base paths. Yeah, I like uh, Alfredo Campos' comment here. Ricketts. See, the Phillies tried to buy a championship and barely made a wild card. I think you yeah, say the same thing for the Padres. Yep, that's it. And, and he will. He will tell us that all, every chance he gets. Yeah. So uh, He won't game- pay attention to the Dodgers or the Yankees. <laughs> He'll just show us the people that didn't pull it off. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Nick the Stick coming back too. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, I mean it's kind of a, a butchery defense. I don't think they get to a lot of balls. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag it's average here. Yep. <laughs> so and this is how the Cubs are going to close out this week. It looks like a good week for weather. Uh, it's going to be low sixties, uh, down into the fifties even for some of those games. Fo- Forty nine degrees. We haven't seen the forties for a while. Forty seven on Tuesday night. 49 uh, Wednesday uh, for those night games. And then Thursday, the day game, only 58 degrees and partly cloudy. Warms up a little bit on the weekend. And then um, we got the Bleacher Bum Band show on Saturday, October 1st. Michael, you're going to be around for that, right? On- I am planning on it. I'm planning on coming up Saturday and uh, hitting those last two Cubs games. And for the last game of the year. Yeah. At Wrigley Field. I don't Fields. think I've ever been at a last game of the year. So, yeah, it's a, we're going to do the Bleacher Bum Band or, or the Bleacher um, Smorgasbord, the uh, potluck where everybody brings like cookies or I don't know, like mini hot dogs. Or one year I brought pizza puffs because I live close to the ballpark. I was able to heat them up, put them in tinfoil, and they're still warm enough like when I got there kind of thing. Uh, but look at the weather on Sunday for the last game of the season. First of all, no rain is in the forecast for any of the days, so we'll get all these in. Uh, but uh, Sunday, high of 69 degrees to finish the season. And hopefully that's not win number 69 because that means we lost a bunch of games. <laughs> we lost a lot. <laughs> we yeah. lost a lot of games. Well, we lost. No, actually, we would have only lost at that point. Uh, if we if we win game number 69, that we will have on that day, we would have gone two and four on the week. Yeah, and end up two and five for no, because we're at sixty-seven wins right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we get swept by Philly and win one game and win Friday and then lose Saturday, and then we would need the one more win on sixty-nine degree, sixty-nine degree Sunday to get well. What it means is that we had gotten our asses beat by uh, the Reds over and over and over because we're ending with like. Eight games against number some. If shit. we end with sixty nine, but like this is <laughs> this isn't the last game of the season. It's the last game at Wrigley. So there's still three more with the Reds after this in Cincinnati. Oh right, yeah. So uh, anyway, at least they're going to get these games in, and um, 
I, I asked you, you're going to do some of the previews about some of this stuff. So what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to run through here. So uh, game one, it uh, looks like we got Stroman coming in 3.80 ERA. Last time out was in Miami. He went six, had seven strikeouts, a walk, and five hits. Two of them were homers, though. Uh, he gave up three runs. Uh, Keegan Thompson piggybacked on this game for three innings. So I'm kind of expecting that same strategy in this one. What do you think? Like Keegan planning to come in and get. I think that's just four? like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he is four and four all time versus the Phillies with three, no decisions. And uh, last time he saw them was on July 23rd. He gave up one run on five hits, two walks, five K's uh, game tied at one. Went to clown ball where the Cubs scored five runs in the tenth. So I don't know if you remember that game. I don't because I, I turned it I off do. after the ninth. I do. <laughs> no, I, I do actually remember that game because it's one of those that like you look in the box score and it's like it, it looks like you kicked their ass, but in reality it was really close the entire time, and then you just had a beginning at the end. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. So. uh Strowman is good against the Phillies. As a team, the Phillies are slashing 211, 257, 232 for a 489 OPS. None of the Phillies have a single homer versus Strowman. Bryce Harper, 0 for 10 with three strikeouts. Gene Segura and JT Real Muto have seen him the most, and both are over 1,000 OPS. Schwarber has uh, 11 plate appearances against him. He's got three hits, two walks four strikeouts so stroman is good against the phillies uh and he's actually seen him quite a bit because obviously with the mets and the phillies so i'm there uh going up against zach wheeler with a 298 era 151 strikeouts on the season uh jan gomes has seen him the most with 11 at bats and he's hitting 455 off of zach wheeler oh the next most uh, at bats is Nico Horner with six at bats. So there's really not much to say. Uh, Wheeler was out for a little bit with uh, elbow tendonitis. So his last start was only four innings versus Toronto. He was throwing harder in that game than he had all year. So it looks like he's feeling better. Um, and that 151 strikeouts on the season, he's 39th in strikeouts, even with that time off. And the closest Cubs pitcher that we have is number 66 on it. And it's Justin Steele. And we haven't seen Justin Steele in a month. <laughs> so, like, it says, I mean, it, it made me kind of surprised. I didn't realize, like, I knew Justin Steele was good. I didn't realize he was doing that good, that he's had a month off and he's still the Cubs leader in strikeouts. Yeah. Well, he had a couple of those games where he was doing, you know, 10, 11, 12. Yep. All right. So, let's move on to game two, the Wes. 245 ERA last game was 6.1 innings, six strikeouts, two walks, gave up a solo shot, two earned runs. He has never faced Philly, so there's nothing to say about what he's going to do against them. Uh, it's all brand new. Um, Aaron Nola has a 328 ERA. Only four players on the Cubs have seen him. Happ and Bodie are both over, and Franmil Reyes is hitting 167. The guy that's seen him most, again, Jan Gomes. Yeah, of course. We didn't know veterans. Yeah. He's hitting 375 and 16 at bats. We got uh, old guys. We just don't have veterans. <laughs> right. Exactly. 
Uh, Nola's last game was versus Atlanta. He went six innings, gave up nothing on four hits with eight strikeouts. He did walk three guys, so maybe that's something. I don't know. Yeah, Not just, that the Cubs stand are up take there, don't walk. swing. See if we yeah. can get your walks, kids. Get your walks. Yeah. So uh, okay, game three. Uh, Julian Assange, uh, four twenty-eight ERA. Uh, he's been struggling. Had a two-inning game with over 60 pitches and followed it with his four-inning game that had 91 pitches. Uh, against the Pirates, he struck out two and walked three and gave up four runs on three earned, or four runs, three earned on four hits. Bullpen was good, and they won, uh, but he wasn't that good. And he's never faced Philly, so there's nothing to say about what he's going to do against them. Uh, Ranger Suarez, though, the Phillies pitcher, 338 ERA. Only six Cubs have ever seen him, and they are a combined one for 16. Yikes. The lone hit was from Alfonso Rivas. Yeah. So, well, got that we going did for you. sweep them, though. So, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think we, gonna happen we obviously didn't see Ranger Suarez yeah. at the time or Aaron Nola. We might have seen Zach Wheeler that stretch yeah but i don't i'm i'm pretty sure that we didn't see or no i don't know um last game was versus atlanta give no runs of five hits four strikeouts two walks so those yeah, well, are our guys that's they're not actually playing, but they're not playing great though they just aren't they're under 500 in the month of september they just you know i guess they're a third wild card team this is the crap that we got to see like sneaking into the back and end like nobody wants to win milwaukee's going to be and if they don't do it it'll be milwaukee and we know that they're not a playoff team we've seen them and they're not good enough to do anything i mean they're not even and neither one of these teams that are sneaking in are even hot right now so it's not like even some teams like get a like you know, have this crazy yeah, streak that, and get that Rockies it. Rockies team of 07. Yeah. You know, that went on a run. Yeah, it's it's garbage. It's, again, postseason tournament, half the kids get in. Uh, th- these three pitchers are actually pretty good, but because their offense isn't, uh, in, you know, all that impressive, uh, there's still a good chance to win. I don't know. What are you thinking? You can do a temperature check on this thing? Yeah, we, we should. We haven't done a temperature check in a while. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. 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 I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say two. We get two games. I think we win two, lose one in this three-game set. Cheers. I agree. I think win number 69 comes before Sunday as well. Yeah. I, so. do, I do believe that. Um, it, it just seems like, you know, the Cubs aren't, it's just that thing, you know, the pressure's on Philly. They don't seem to be able to, to win. I mean, they were playing the Braves this whole time and maybe they look at us and they're all exhausted from trying to get some W's against the Braves and not getting them. And, uh, they might be, I don't know. A lot of teams I think have looked past the Cubs and they don't know our guys either. So they don't know how to get them out. They don't know, even though they're veteran and good pitchers, they don't know how to get our young they don't know how to get Esteban Kiro's out. They just don't. Right. They don't know where his hole is, you know, where the hole yeah. in his swing is yet. And, uh, you know, we're going to have Assad and. Uh, Wisniewski. Wisniewski. Yeah. Assad and Wisniewski are going to go out there. Seen. Nobody's ever seen him. And, and either and they're going to just well. tee off on him or they're not. 
they're just, you know, they're going to struggle with it. Yeah. You know, and I think that they'll probably struggle with those guys. Yeah. So a uh, couple of quick announcements. We're getting down to it. It's the last Bleacher Bum Band show of the year. It's also a karaoke party Saturday, October 1st at Nisei Lounge, which is located at 3439 North Sheffield. We got $3 summer of 54 drink specials, uh, karaoke with our good friend Mark Rose, and it's just going to be a blast. You never know who's going to show up. We are going to invite. Last time Morale showed up, a couple of the bullpen guys. Brandon Hughes gave me 50 bucks, so that was nice. So uh, we'll see who shows up. It should be a good time, and uh, come on out. Yeah. Meet, meet and greet with Michael Cotton, maybe. And um, also at Trapdoor Theater, uh, where I'm the resident sound designer, the ugly one. I was there on Thursday night. Also the meet and greet with Michael Cotton. Yeah, <laughs> but it oh, Trapdoor Theater, uh, that's spelled with an R-E, the fancy way, trapdoortheater.com is where you get tickets to that. It plays for, I believe, the next five weeks, and uh, so it's a good show. Uh, Dennis, the reason I'm bringing it up is uh, it is baseball-related. Dennis, the card, our Cardinals podcaster guy uh, who comes and talks <laughs> Cardinals with us and a good friend of mine, and uh, he, he plays the lead. You go see him in it. Does a good job. And um, trapdoortheater.com to get your tickets. Plays Thursday through Saturday. It's a good show. Go see. It. It's about a guy who um, has invented something amazing and he wants to give the speech on it. And they're like, well, you can't give the speech. You're the ugliest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then uh, he has plastic surgery and all the hell breaks loose. And, uh, it's a comedy. It's a very dark, dark comedy. So if you like that kind of thing, go see it. Um, so uh, hashtag chance in the chat, and we'll get some TFCs, and you can win, and you can laugh now. I, I got a bunch, so why don't let me go first. Michael, this is you related. Um, me I have, related. I have a cameo because somebody is like, make a cameo. Maybe some people will book you. <laughs> and people did. People have been booking me a little bit. So if you want to... Not, I mean, how are you not promoting this in the show because i didn't think anybody would do it well obviously one person wanted it yeah so you know i wrote a little song for uh my old neighbor megan brought bought to bought for her by her boyfriend and also um you know i've gone down to wrigley and just like done messages for people being like because they tell you like what you need to say like he just won the salesman of the year at his job and you're like so earl i heard you're the salesman of the year <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's your birthday so uh i came to your favorite place i'm down here by wrigley so 10 rub bucks it in your face yeah, you're, not your friend, here. you're not here dick <laughs> I'm great. I'm really good at it. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so anyway, I was perusing around uh, cameo because I do, do find the whole thing ridiculous. And guess who's got a cameo? Boog. Oh, fuck. Boog Shami. Now, why he used his OnlyFans photo to, <laughs> for his cameo, I don't know. But, it really <laughs> is, too, because he's, he's not wearing the glasses. This is sexy, Boog, right yeah, here. Speaking of Dahmer. Like this man <laughs> will cook and eat you, no, no doubt. But I, I made a joke in the Sun Ranta Ranchers page. Uh, Cotton's Christmas present. <laughs> I'm gonna get you a, a cameo from Boochumby. First, <laughs> it's like seventy five bucks, and I'm like, oh my god, still not worth it. And then, but in the chat after I posted that, Seth Kennedy said, "If we chip in enough, we can buy a two minute video where Boog actually watches and calls two minutes of Cubs baseball." <laughs> 
That would be so funny if we just got cameos. We're like, no, we just want you to fucking pay attention to the game. Pay attention to the game. Watch it. Tell us what's happening in the game. (laughs) None of this jibber jabber. Uh, Man, and I don't know if this is in your, your part of your stuff, but Emily showed me in the ranters. I hadn't seen it. You were in the press box or something. And you took a picture, and it's like uh, Mr. Boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, MLB Boss. (laughs) It says MLB Boss, and Danny posts a picture. It says, found my seat. Yeah, found my seat. But what everybody was talking about is that the Wrigley uh, Wi-Fi password was right there on the thing. (laughs) Exactly. It's like idiots. (laughs) I mean, you got to be M3. Yeah, I mean, you got an exclamation point in case you're wondering. Yeah, you well, you got to be sitting by the press box, uh, probably to get it. But still, you know, <laughs> so funny that it was right but, there. Like, yeah. So, uh, what do you got? Okay, I got. Um, let's see. We'll do this one. This is uh, this is not Cubs related, but this is uh, ridiculousness uh, baseball related. It's about uh, the 61st home run by Aaron Judge. Uh, Jonathan uh, Metzlar writes, Dad, what was it like to witness Judge's 61st home run? Well, I didn't have Apple TV, and MLB wouldn't let people watch local games. But let me tell you, I'll never forget the moment that blue circle popped up next to Judge's generic CGI body, and the screen said, In play, runs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I thought that was wonderful. Just yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, I got. I think. Two, well, I got really like two and a half. One, one and a half more. So this has to do with the home run chase too, and it started uh, with me on Twitter saying, "If I caught Albert Pujols's or Aaron Judge's historic homer, I would simply throw it back." And oh um, God, all the fucking. No, nothing's had to come after you, didn't they? No, no, the people just oh. liked it for the most part. Uh, but uh, Dr. Ducks Delendra Mesquire says, <laughs> For Pujols, I'd rub it on my nuts first. Then for the rest of my life, I'd know Pujols was displaying something <laughs> that I had my ball bag on, and that would make me smile every day. <laughs> that, would, that would be wonderful. You're like, here you go. You can have a bag. <laughs> no, I don't need a bat or a shirt. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm fine. You just take that ball. <laughs> you, you put the, you display that up there. In fact, why don't you hold it a little more? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, now, and as often happens in the show, I don't even know what my next one is because it's been going on too long. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, this was uh, the Pirates uh, out on Twitter. They were talking about how they just got a guy from uh, the Yankees. And Gaming Pro 2004 says, okay, I'm not going to lie. This is a huge W. Won't make this team any better. This won't even make me happy. <laughs> so, and I, I thought that he, that. he can't even be sad right. Yeah, I know, but it's so funny. It's that's how we feel. I think in, with us too. It's like we could get a guy, and like, you're just I like, don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it won't even make me happy. I'm just, it's a great 
idea. I don't know. So I th- believe this is the last one. And uh, this is just weird because I don't know what's going on with Zach Zaidman, but he he just tweets this out like in the in, he was down in Miami. He says, do you ever get the feeling that a dark cloud is looming over you? And then there's a dark cloud looming over him. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, this, like, I don't know. What are you trying to tell me? Like you're getting fired. Like, did they tell you this is your last week? Like, what is what is happening? Yeah. It's just it was dark. Every dark I, cloud could have a silver lining. Yeah, it's called the sixth inning <laughs> after he's done talking. <laughs> right. So, oh. um, all right. Hashtag chance in the chat. You two could win a uh, a uh, Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of joy and pain, sunshine and rain. I was gonna, I was just thinking that joy and pain. Um. <laughs> So here we go. We're drawing it. Rip, beep, 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 beep. I'm, I'm in it this time. Rip, beep, 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 And the winner is Arthur Boucher. Congratulations, Artie. Multi-time winner. And once again, if you do win, you're going to be entered to win a much better prize that I haven't decided what it is. But we're going to decide. This is why he put his own name in there. He's like, I don't even know what it is, but I know I want it. Yeah, exactly. I've got a, I got a bit of a backlog of things. If you have won a prize on this show that is not a Frank Chance postcard and you think you know what it is, let me know because I will admit <laughs> that I have completely lost track in all the stuff that's been going on. I've got a band. I've got this show. I'm on the show with Sarah. I got to make some money sometime. You know, I've got the theater going. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Not real high on my priority list to like send bobbleheads to winners. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I forgot. So uh, if you've won some, otherwise we're just going to have to start again with what I have. We're just going to have to, because I'm not going back to the tape. I'm just not, <laughs> not so, going back to the tape. I'm not. We're going to need an, like a, an ass that master just for prizes. Yeah. I need somebody to keep track of this stuff for me. So, um, all right. That's the show. That's it. That's it. Oh my! That's God. all there is. You don't That's get any it. more. Go home. Go home. <laughs> um, next uh, next time uh, we're gonna get together. I believe Thursday night. I think that's what we said, and we're gonna do another uh, chat, uh, another uh, Twitter Spaces because it's a lot of fun. Twitter it's- Spaces, and I think it's is it gonna be pregame? No, or no, postgame. Thursday is a postgame. Yes, yeah, Thursday is postgame. Yeah. I'm going to that game with my mom. It'll be our last game of the of the season together, and then, um, well, and then we'll come on at you know sometime shortly after that, probably seven eight o'clock. Just look for it. I'll post in the Ranters page. Try to let everybody know. Follow me on Twitter at Sunranto, and you'll know what's going on. But Thursday night, sometime we'll be doing that, and uh, come hang out. We'll talk about whatever the hell we feel like, and then uh, I guess we'll come back then again on. Either Sunday or I don't. It's not really all that pressing, is it, people? But well, for a Reds well, preview, what's crazy is we play the Reds like seven times at the end of the season or something yeah, like that, six, right? Six, yeah, six times. So we normally do like a preview, and then we do after the series, and then a preview of the next year. But it's it's all the same. So the same team, yeah. So it's like, and it's the you know if. Here's here's when we're going to come out and talk about the Reds. 
whenever Billy DeVore is free. There we go. There we go. We'll talk about the Reds. Once we can get Billy DeVore to come on and talk about the Reds, then that'll be yeah. good. Well, we'll probably be at the game, so I don't know. You'll be heading home after that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Either Sunday or maybe we'll do a lunch ranto on Monday afternoon or something like that before the game or do a pregame or I don't know. We'll be limping into the end of this year. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you know, I got a Bleacher Bum Band show on Saturday. Then Sunday, we're going to the game. It's just like, it's a little, you know, we'll figure it out. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, a kind of a, we're limping in. We're limping in people. But yeah, everybody is. Everybody is. Yeah. I'm like, I don't is. even know who's on the team. Like, you know, I'm like heroes. Like, what is happening? I know. He's yeah. my new favorite player, too. So, um, well, I guess uh, that's the show. We're coming back to Ray so I'm playing the song, so Spagog. Spagog. I'm coming back to Wrigley with a ticket in my hands. No ring upon my finger Because I am just a fan And I spent most of my money On sausages and beer But I was there when they wanted that year A pressured anticipation Had the city tightly run With a 5-3 combination As the sailing Half a dozen generations who would live to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the way
The Sun Ranto Show is always brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Well, who are the Super Ranters? Well, Super Ranters, they have their own RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered to their inbox or podcatcher. They get bonus content, uh, for example, like the recording of our ColorCast conversations. Uh, they get exclusive access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranters Facebook page and our private Discord channel, uh, which we've been using a fair amount this season. Our Patreon patrons are also eligible for all our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Rancher of the Month and uh, Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts, which we'll get to later on in the year once the weather finally gets better. Um, there's perks at every level. $5 Super Ranters get to hear all the Cubs parody songs before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our shows and have access to our Cubs uh, daily shows, which are, are called Sun Ranto Singles. Uh, at $12, you get the Rancher calendar every year, and uh, you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. So uh, the most important thing is we like to give back to our community here in Chicago. So 10% of all of our Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. It is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community here. Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money and time for us to produce a great Cubs fan show and, frankly, a penny a download from our podcast and advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies. It's just not enough to keep Sun Ranto on the air. We have hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment, tickets, batteries. Subscribe today and you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron again because the show will be ad-free. Stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us today. And join at the $3 level. That's three bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley a year. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is where you sign up. That's Patreon.com slash Sunranto. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.